Welcome all you good movie buddies to the Popcorn Diet, a movie podcast for those who live on a steady diet of movie theater popcorn and other movie snacks, including prime cut USDA filet mignon because the Oscars are coming out and we're living we're living large today with the nominations. As always, my name is Rick Williamson, your very best good movie buddy, and as usual, we're joined by our other good movie buddy, the Canadian machine, Mr. David Melhorn. And David, you've been under the weather. How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Do they serve filet mignon at the movie theaters? I don't know. Like the common, not at the movie, th- not at my movie theater. <laughs> they don't. Um, maybe, maybe one of those like I picks or one of the real nice places you get some filet action. There you go. There you go. But the Oscars or the award ceremonies, they always joke about how there's no food, but like there's some food. I would imagine. Little filet mignon like uh, medallions that don't don't sustain you for a night of alcohol and and sitting in the dress, but but David, I'm I'm glad to hear that you're doing all right. I'm glad to hear that you've you've recharged your batteries. Yep. It's, it's not it's not like the Canadian machine to be under the weather, and we are here early on Tuesday morning, way earlier than I like, um, maybe not way earlier than I like, but but pretty early, and the nominations are out. The culmination of 2017 is here in the Oscar nominations, Oscar 2018, or, or the Oscars 90th. They're out, and we've broken down some of the some of the stats. I know our, our, you're our resident statistician, so I know you got some stats for us today. We got some surprises, some big snubs that that I was I was very um, very shocked to see, um, and then we're gonna go over. Just how good we were at predicting, and we're pretty good. There's a couple of there's a couple categories where we kind of got screwed here. But David, you know, why don't you start us off with some of the raw numbers, some of the stats, break down some of these nominations. Obviously, they were announced. They announced these fuckers super early, like five twenty in the morning on the <laughs> West Coast, which really makes me angry because. Like think if you if you really think about the time zones in this country, and this maybe it's just this is just the early morning talking right now as I drink my Mountain Dew Code Red. The East Coast and the West Coast, like time zones are fucking bananas. Like think about it. By the time the West Coast is waking up and getting their their day started, the East Coast is almost halfway done. And by the time the East Coast is done with their day, the West Coast is having lunch. I don't understand how this country operates. I think that's more your schedule. How dare you? I think you're the only one that eats lunch at 1.32 and wakes up at 9. Yeah, but I work <laughs> till like 7. So like, wait, whatever. Go ahead. Okay, stats. All right. So What's, break break it down for us. What do we got in terms of some stats Well, here? obviously each year, you know, nominations are always... Uh, interesting because, you know, more nominations, better chance you have winning, but it's not a guarantee. I mean, you can be nominated in a lot of categories and not win. So true. But the winner from the nominations has to be the shape of water getting 13 nominations, five more than the next closest, which was Dunkirk. Um, but obviously shape of water did strong in, in a lot of different areas. Um, and that's one less than the most, I believe the most nominations went to, it's 14. I don't remember what three movies. King? No, Return of the King got 11 because they right. swept 11. That's right. But La La Land got 14. I think like Ben-Hur got 14 or, or something like that. I don't remember the exact. Oh, here it is. All About Eve, 
which is really weird to think about. All About Eve for 14 mm. nominations. Well, it was 1950. So. 1950. Titanic got 14 and La La Land got 14. But if La La Land proves anything, it's that, you know, the most nominations doesn't, doesn't always... Mean, doesn't mean much. Doesn't always get you the top prize. No. Um, Dunkirk, eight nominations. Mm -hmm. Three billboards, seven. Uh, Darkest Hour, six. Uh, which was a little surprise to me, but mm -hmm. uh, Roman J. Israel uh, with a single nomination. For Denzel. For Denzel, basically. How do you feel about that? How do you feel about those movies that only get that one acting nomination? Um, you know, I'm surprised they don't happen more often, but I was glad that, which we'll talk about more, I was glad that that single nomination didn't carry it into two nominations and a Best Picture. I hate when movies are... Just lead actor or actress and best picture. Okay. That just annoys me because it's like you got to be more than just like someone did a really good job acting. Right. I feel like to deserve a best right. picture nomination. Right. It's kind of like, well, I guess Spotlight got more nominations than just that. They got a couple. They got like yeah. writing and whatnot. Yeah. Okay. Um, Kong School Island getting some love with special effects. Actually, the special effects I was pretty happy with. I feel like. Um, I was really surprised to see Kong on there, and I, I mean, I don't know why I was that surprised, but um, for some reason it just felt like Kong was going to, like, Kong was, was a pretty good movie. I enjoyed Kong quite a bit. Um, it's good to see it get at least a little bit of visual effects. So we got two monkey movies. I was just glad that they didn't put some BS movie in visual effects. Like. No Shape of Water. That is so. I just watched a, a visual effects reel for Shape mm -hmm. of Water, and there's way more effects than what I thought. Sure. Um, and so that was the nomination that prevented it from getting 14. Sure. But I still think you compare apples to apples. Kong Skull Island versus Shape of Water, there's a whole lot more effects in Kong. Uh, so yeah, I mean, they're certainly more noticeable, that's for damn sure. If if you want to say which one's the better movie, that's fine, but we're talking about which one had the better visual effects that's overall. True. So, that's true. Um, Dunkirk is the highest grossing picture with only $188 million, which okay. was a great... You know, not a bad box office at all. No. But Number we're talking about 14 the on the year, so... We're talking about the audiences wanted to see 13 movies more than they did Dunkirk. Apparently. That being said, Coco was number 14, which got the nod in Best Animated. Um, we also had Get Out, which was uh, nominated, which was kind of cool to see, I yep. think. Um, and that one actually had a pretty good box office, too, 175. Um, the lowest was Phantom Thread, which is at $6 million currently, and in Phantom Thread's defense they haven't gone too wide in the release yet which i don't know that they ever will i don't know that people are rushing to go see phantom thread yeah, even though it's daniel day lewis's uh last film or at least claimed to be last film um but yeah those were kind of some of the stats and the the things that i noticed from within there um you know i think we'll we'll talk through some surprises and snubs that yep. you had yeah because because i mean the, the numbers some sometimes the numbers themselves are more surprising than the nominations themselves like for example let's go back to a statement you just said a few minutes ago i hate it when a movie gets nominated for best picture and then only an acting category david i present to you steven spielberg's the post exactly um man talk about a film that like 
sw- like whiffed with the Oscars, mm-hmm. um, which I know you have a little a certain level of joy for because it w- it's it's super Oscar bait level movie. It's a period piece about the media with Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep and Steven Spielberg and blah 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 blah. I I was both shocked to see it only get two nominations for Best Picture and Best Actress. And yet also, I was not shocked because it's Meryl Streep. She gets nominated for walk, waking up in the fucking morning. That's <laughs> true. Um, and I was also not that disappointed either. I mean, I talked about the post um, in our little review recap, and I thought it was a good film. But mm-hmm. I had some issues with it. Um, and uh, to be honest, there are several other films to which I think could have taken its place. Let me let me ask you this: What surprised you more, only two nominations, or that Spielberg wasn't nominated for director? Probably. Ooh, that's a great question. Probably. What surprised me more? I would have to say only two nominations because okay. it's a great looking film. It's got a good score. Tom Hanks didn't get nominated, and I thought it was one of the better recent Tom Hanks performances. Okay. Spielberg shocked me, but at the same time, like. Um, the director's nominees themselves are actually really exciting this year. We have four directing nominees that are first-timers. Mm-hmm. Greta Gerwig, obviously. Jordan Peele. Uh, Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird. Jordan Peele for Get Out. Uh, Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water. And Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk. And I had forgotten that neither Guillermo or Christopher Nolan never got nominated for Best Director. Hmm. I was like, that can't be right, that but it fur- is. There, that further emphasizes... How the Oscars are full of crap. Exactly, but. and the only returning nominee from that from that list is Paul Thomas Anderson from Phantom Thread. Apparently, we have to see Phantom Thread uh, because this Oscar sure like this it. fucking dressmaking drama is apparently pretty good. Um, so yeah, uh, there was a certain level of surprise there, you know, especially when you saw like the Golden Globe nominees with like Ridley Scott and Spielberg and all those mm-hmm. people. Um, so there is a level of like, yeah, it's exciting that new people are getting nominated. Yeah, I would say this is one of the years where Golden Globes and, and Oscars were pretty far off yeah. from each other. There yeah. wasn't a whole lot of correlation, which brings you to think, will we see, will things like the awards we've been having thus far, I mean, three billboards, I would say, has been the winner of the early awards. A lot of winners for the um, early awards. But will that even play a role? I mean, because we're seeing a lot of different... So the backlash is rising for for three billboards. Oddly enough, um, I was surprised by Kong Island's special effects nomination. Um, I was also surprised by Denzel Washington's nomination. Far be it from me, like a straight white male, to shit on you know um, diversity uh, in nominations um, with Get Out and with Roman J Israel and whatnot. But I don't know that Denzel. I mean, Denzel feels like a Meryl Streep nomination to me. Um, Phantom Thread was a real surprise. I mean, actor, director, picture, supporting actress, like those are not small nominations. No, basically, I mean, it's in pretty much every big category. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then one of the other big surprises was uh, Logan broke ground, I guess you could say, um, with a Best Screenplay nomination. Yeah, Best Screenplay, screenplay. but it can't get any more love than that. It didn't get any more love than that. But I kind of look at this, and and I'm working on an article right now. Uh, I just just recently told you I have a hypothesis. 
and it is that the Oscars have a diversity problem. But it's not the diversity problem that everybody's talking about. It's not it's not women and it's not people of color, although those are certainly issues that are being addressed. I mean, they just recently flushed out a ton of academy, academy members and put in a ton of new academy members. And that's why I think you see the success for Get Out and Lady Bird this year. Sure. But I feel like the diversity problem is in genres. Now, maybe this year's Best Pictures refute that. We got some weird fucking nominees this year. Mm -hmm. But when you're talking about the correlation between box office success, crowd pleasers, superhero films, if we're going to narrow it down very, very, very small, Logan got Best Screenplay nomination. Mm -hmm. Wonder Woman got zero nominations. It's true. That's baffling to me. Um, and that kind of goes into my snubs. Um, a couple more surprises. Mudbound actually got four nominations, which was good Good for Netflix. Yeah. Um, uh, it's a movie I'm going to have to watch, apparently. Um, it's on Netflix, so so that's there's that. Um, I don't know that Christopher Plummer, is, for all the money in the world, is surprising. Um, but that it's that kind of stuff that which I'm, I'm just disappointed in the, in the Academy for. Like... Like you couldn't, we couldn't find anyone else to nominate for best supporting actor other than f old ass Christopher Plummer. Well, I think you got to see it first. He may be really good in it. It's fine. Um, I do think that that's it, the only nomination for that film, by the way. I do think um, it's something that's unprecedented in that I don't think we'll ever have another time. At least I don't see it where someone who they have to go back and do reshoots with when you sub in someone. Yeah get nominated i mean for people to think it was that good of a performance when you're basically chopping out someone and putting someone in i mean right. that's pretty impressive to me right absolutely um some of the big snubs i mean we already talked about it the post got pretty much shut out and and part of me is like well if you're not going to give the post a bunch of nominations like why nominate it for best picture yeah. you mean to tell me that that movie is up for best picture and yet it's not good in anything else that it does other than Meryl Streep other than Meryl, that's that's stupid there's there's a there's a a, a, la, a lapse in logic there for me that i just mm, i don't get Quest, question for you on snubs. We got nine Best Picture nominations. Yep. So that means they could have nominated one more. Yep. Do you who do you think deserve? Do you think there should have been ten? Yes. Or do you think uh, one of the one of the nine shouldn't have been in there? Uh, both. Both. All both. Right. Um, I think I personally think that the way uh, the Academy does Best Picture voting uh, for nominations is fucking dumb. I agree. Um. We've already. T uh, I just watched a CNN little CNN thing. I was thinking about oh, putting it up on my phone and playing it for, for the podcast. Um, but I'm gonna essentially a film has to get a certain number of first place votes yep. in order to be nominated. Meaning, let's take for example Wonder Woman. If Wonder Woman got 100% of its votes for third place. That means universally everybody thought it was the third best movie of the year. Sure. It doesn't get nominated for best picture. Does it does it I did some research into this too because yeah. you know I'm working on my uh my new way of that the Oscars yes. should be voted on. Yes. Um, We're working on our our stats based <laughs> Exactly. Um, system. But the way that I kind of interpreted it as um you get certain number of points for like a third place, a fourth yeah. place second place that yeah. kind of thing and the oscars 
encourages or or looks to the ones that got the higher amount of first place votes versus the ones that got consistent votes overall. So what they're looking for is say there's 6,000, roughly 6,000 Oscar voters, right? right? Um, Wonder Woman could be fourth place, third place, whatever it be, second right. place on everybody's ballots, but they would prefer to take one that was on 2,000 ballots first place. So like a ladybird. Right. And I could be Ladybird may not be in the top five for 4,000 people. Right. But it's first place for 2,000. They like to go to the quote unquote, as I read it, rabid fan bases that support their movie, like think it's the greatest movie ever right. and, and support it I think more I'm, passionately. I think I'm actually wrong. Um, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think I'm actually wrong here. Let me pull up the Oscar voting here, um, and l let's see if I can if I can find that video again. I don't think I can find it, um, but I think the I also think the way that it works is that um, well, you get a certain amount of points for each vote. So right. like so like um, just to make it simple, I think the way it works, and and you're looking it up, but the way that it works is. Say a first place point vote is worth ten points. Yeah. A second place vote is worth eight points. A third place is six. Fourth is four. Okay, I and found the video. Let's just play the audio, shall we? We'll go ahead and we'll play this audio, and we'll uh we'll we'll see how they vote. The best in Hollywood are honored at the Academy Awards. Here's how the winners are chosen. There are about 6,000 Academy members. According to awards 6, website, Gold I got that right. Around 85% of the members vote each year. 85%. Get those 15 out of here. During the nomination round, Academy members are instructed to pick five nominees for each of the categories that they've actually worked in. Then rank them. That they've worked in. So actors nominate in actors. A movie or person needs a certain number of first place votes for a nomination. When an entry gets at least 20% more first place votes than they need, the extra votes get passed on to whomever was marked number two on those ballots. Those are for the normal. This lets members vote for a clear front runner. Not best Without picture. Without their votes will be wasted. The best picture category is special. A movie must be the top choice on at least 5% of the ballots to get a nod. And up to 10 movies can be nominated. Then comes the final round of voting for the winners. For most categories, it's pretty simple. Each Academy member votes for just one nominee. Right. The nominee with the most votes wins, but it can take rounds of tallying to determine best picture. Again, members rank their choices. If one movie earns more than half of the first place votes, it wins automatically. If not, the film with the fewest first place votes is eliminated, and the second choice on those ballots gets the points. If no film has 50% of the total yet, of that step is repeated until there is a clear Oscar winner. Okay. That's number one, fucking confusing. Sure. Right? Number two, I am right in the sense that a not a, a film has to garner five percent of the first place votes in order to get considered. Well, well basically what it, basically what it is is voting someone third or fourth or fifth is right. worthless. Yes. Like you should. Why don't we just vote a first and second? I don't, I don't, I don't like just vote for your favorite and your second favorite. We haven't. Well, that's this, all. That's all they should do because. <laughs> Giving someone, telling them they never find out that, hey, guess what? I know you didn't get nominated, but everybody had you as fifth place. Right. Even though half these people didn't have the other four pictures even on their list. Right. 
most of them had you as fifth. Right. Like, that doesn't make any sense. No, and, and it also doesn't make any... Like, I, I loved when the Oscars went from five to ten between 2008 and 2009. And the reason they did that, and we'll talk about this in, in some of our other uh, Oscars podcasts. By my account, we have three more Oscars podcasts to do. We have our hindsight awards, we have our final predictions, and then we have our reactions after the awards, right? Yep. But when they went from five to 10, they did so because The Dark Knight got snubbed. And when they went to those 10 nominees, the two years that they did 10 nominees were some of the most diverse Oscars ever. Films like Avatar, films like District 9, films like Inglorious Bastards, Up, Toy Story 3. Like those films got nominated, right? Mm -hmm. So to go back to your original question that set all of this off, not only do I think there should have been a 10th film, but I would replace a couple of these films. I'm talking about movies like Wonder Woman. I'm talking about movies like Logan, right movies like war for the planet of the apes those types of films are legit great films films like baby driver films like um i mean fuck even blade runner which i liked and even blade runner is a little bit more controversial maybe i'll walk that one back sure. but i think those at least three of those films baby driver war for the planet of the apes uh logan and wonder woman those four films i venture to guess you would find very few people who don't think that they belong at the top of the list sure. this year. And and that's not my personal bias because if it was my personal bias, it'd be fucking like It or Logan Lucky. Wind River is another one, but nobody saw that movie. So like that kind of goes against my argument of box office correlation. Sure. Um, but I think when you look at, you know, films that, that you know, <sighs> I mean, maybe, I, and again, I haven't seen them all. For example, I haven't seen Call Me By Your Name, and I haven't seen Phantom Thread. I've seen everything else, which actually I'm somewhat impressed with myself on. Yeah. Um, those two films are the two that I need to catch up. But, like, I genuinely don't think Darkest Hour deserves a Best Picture nomination. I genuinely don't think Lady Bird does. And again, I understand that as a, a straight white American male... I'm setting myself up for a lot of attacks by saying I don't think Lady Bird deserves a nomination. I it, it was a fine film, and maybe it just didn't connect with me the way it connected with a lot of females, and I respect that. I I, I get that. Sure. Um, but part of a film is universal appeal, and and to me that was just a good film. Yeah. Um, so you know I have my issues, and then there's other big snubs too, like James Franco got shut out. Uh, Tom Hanks got shut out. We already talked about. They didn't get nominations. Why did James Franco didn't not get a nomination? Could it be the 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 allegations that are arising against him? I don't know. Um, you know, some of these snubs just just are baffling to me. And yet, at the same time, you know, to go back to like Call Me by Your Name, a film that I haven't seen, a film that I'm not super excited about. Um, I I also find it funny how like a movie like I Tanya can get. Actress, just like The Post. Yep, supporting also actress. Also gets supporting actress and gets editing, and yet something like The Post gets the nomination over an I, Tanya. Right. And I'm not arguing, I haven't seen The Post yet, and I'm not arguing for I, Tanya, which I have seen. But I'm just saying, how can you say that they had one of the best actresses, had one of the best supporting actresses, and had the best editing, and yet you're only saying... The Post had one of the best actresses, exactly. and yet that's the best picture. Exactly. Like, to me, there should be some common um, 
some common like things with the most nominations should right. probably be the people on the list for best right. picture. Well, then that's I mean that brings up the question like is the film like is a great film because great because of the sum of its parts. Like if the post is worth a best picture nomination, why isn't it worth anything else? Yeah, exactly. It's a valid question. Yeah. Um or if uh, a film such as oh let's say Hmm, let's go to a big one. Blade Runner 2049. That picked up a bunch of technical Oscars. Uh, uh, nominations, excuse me. Um, you know, if that is one of the best looking films, one of the best sounding films, one of the best designed films, does that not make it one of the best films? Um, super interesting questions about the way that these all add up together. Um and, you know, we're going to get the politicking and we're going to get the campaigning and we're going to get all of that stuff. Needless to say, I am I am very happy. I mean, there is a lot more diversity this year. I mean, in our Best Picture nominations alone, we have a, a an, ex, an experimental and unconventional war film. We have a, a, a horror film, essentially a psychological horror film. We have... A, a fucking fish man romance story. So there's, you know, there's some, there's some unique nominations this year. Um, and I guess I should, kind of. I guess we should celebrate that, you know, kind of, it's kind of that's, but that's, you're right. Kind of, I'd say the most unique nomination out of all of these, David is get out. That's probably the one that I'm most excited about seeing. Not that I think it's the best picture of the year, but because we're thinking outside the box. Get Out and Lady Bird are probably the only two that I could say weren't on my radar at the beginning of the year yeah. for best picture. Not that I had them picked. We'll go through what we had picked we for will. best nominations. But we knew from the beginning, Call Me By Your Name, was going to be it, that it hits all the marks it's the same with ladybird Dun like it hits all the marks dunkirk was hits christopher all the marks. nolan doing a war movie yep. um Phantom darkest Thread. hour everybody had been pumping up gary oldman and winston churchill that this yep. was his run for an oscar so that's not surprising the yep. post isn't surprising uh daniel day lewis's last stand in phantom thread <laughs> guillermo del toro doing something weird right right wasn't that surprising and i guess maybe three billboards is a little bit surprising just because you didn't know a whole lot about it early on. right right but and it came out and it there's a little bit of controversy behind it which i'm not even going to get into for the sake of time but out of all of the best picture nominees you know i'm pretty happy with all of them they all got multiple nominations with the exception of the, the post yeah which I can't believe I'm 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 in this position against the Steven Spielberg movie. But like why bother nominating it? Yeah. It, it's baffling to me. All right. Let's go through um I'll I'll do I'll do your picks and you'll do mine. All right. All right, let's do that. We'll say what we picked, what we missed and and what we got replaced with, okay? okay. So We'll start, as always, with our supporting actress nominations. David, you had Mary J. Blige for Mudbound. You had Hung Chow for Downsizing, Octavia Spencer for The Shape of Water, Allison Janney for I, Tanya, and Laurie Metcalf for Lady Bird. Hung Chow did not make the list. Downsizing completely locked out of any nominations whatsoever. Um, and the I mean, I guess to me, the surprise nomination is Leslie Manville for Phantom Thread. That's the only supporting actress um, is there anybody else in there that you would substitute in now that you've seen a lot more of the films? Is there someone that 
you think got snubbed in place of Leslie Manville? I, I mean, I haven't had the time to break it down. Um, I think Holly Hunter probably yeah. um, is, a, is a pretty good one. Um, I, I honestly, I never saw downsizing. Well, so. and I and I think, I think for both of us, because yours were Octavia Spencer, Holly Hunter, Lori Medcalf, Allison Janney, Hung Chow, and and that's it. That was it. So yeah. you got two wrong. Um, but I think for both of us, the Hung Chow was kind of we need a fifth. I don't think either of us were. It's true. We were just trying to find a fifth. I think we were pretty sure on four of those. So I think. There's not a whole lot of surprises in there from that standpoint. I think if I had to pick one off the top of my head, I'd probably go with something like Tiffany Haddish from Girls Trip, who sure. that's a comedic role. It's more along the lines of like a Melissa McCarthy and Bridesmaids type nomination. But we're uh, that's the diversity that I'm looking for. Not only is it an African-American woman, but it's a comedy. Like sure. a, a little bit of diversity, please. Yeah, and I think I think like you said, Holly Hunter easily could have been in there too. For sure. But Big Big Sick didn't end up getting much love in no. these awards either. Writing, after it had been Writing. talked about for a while. Screenplay. Too. Yep. Um, all right, let's go to supporting actor. You had Willem Dafoe for the Florida Project. We had Mar you had Mark Rylance for Dunkirk, Sam Rockwell for Three Billboards, Richard Jenkins for The Shape of Water, and Michael Stuhlberg for Call Me by Your Name. Call Me by Your Name wound up getting shut out of the supporting actor category, and I think what Acting happened in general. Uh, Timothy Chalamet got it, got a nomination. Oh, okay. But I think what happened here is what you predicted, which is where Stuhlberg and Army Hammer ended up splitting the vote, and yep. neither of them got nominated. Darn. Instead, <laughs> instead of Mark Rylance, um, we got Woody Harrelson for Three Billboards, and instead of uh, Michael Stuhlberg, who, I mean, one of these days Stuhlberg's going to win an Oscar. He's just too good to not get something eventually. But we got Christopher Plummer for All the Money in the World. Well, um, and it, it, these were identical nominations. For they us. were. Well, and I think for me, you know, if if we're being realistic, I think Mark Rylance to some point was our our biased a little bit yeah. and our love of Dunkirk. Um, he's also it, great in that movie. It was just such a hard movie to get an acting nomination the way that it was. When That's you a good point. when you have a movie where literally people walk out of it and say, "I don't know who was the lead character in this film." Right. Um, which we're talking supporting, which but who are they in support of from right. that standpoint? Right. Um, so I think that created a tough situation for Dunkirk to get many acting nods. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think it's interesting that the Call Me By Your Name people maybe got canceled out, but we did get two, three billboards yep. uh, acting nominations, which I think are well-deserved. I haven't seen Call Me By Your Name, so I can't say that they didn't deserve it. Sure. But I can say from seeing three billboards, I think both of them were fantastic in it. Absolutely. And I'm not upset about seeing both of them in it's there. Good, you know, and, and as Sam Rockwell's the front runner, but I mean, good on Woody. Woody's getting some love. You know, I yeah. love I love serious Woody Harrelson. He's he's great when he wants to be. When he's when he wants to be. If I had to sub in any of these, I don't I mean, again, the Christopher Plummer thing, like I haven't seen the movie. Maybe he's fantastic. I don't know. Um, but I still think Mark Rylance was phenomenal in that in Dunkirk, My, or, or even Patrick Stewart. I was gonna say Patrick Stewart and Logan would have been awesome. Yep, it would have been amazing. It would have been absolutely amazing. But oh well. Uh, going to our lead actress, your picks. Um, again, I think ours were uh, almost. No, wait, you got one wrong too. I missed one. Which one did you not get? 
Oh, oh, we did. We we got we we both got one wrong, but yep. it was the different one. So yep. you had Sally Hawkins for The Shape of Water. You had Jessica Chastain for Molly's Game. You had Frances McDormand for Three Billboards. Margot Robbie for I Tanya, and uh, Saoirse Ronan for Lady Bird. Jessica Chastain didn't get the nomination. The one that you had um, not put on the list was Meryl Streep for The Post. And mine was a little bit different. You had you had the same ones, just instead you had Jessica Chastain nominated as well, right? But, but I also you, had Meryl Streep nominated. And you had Meryl Streep. You just left off Margot Robbie. Yep. So both of us were pretty pretty on point here. I think um, you know both of us, the people we left off, probably aren't in the hunt. Although I think Margot Robbie potentially could be in the hunt for I Tanya, but I still think it's probably down to Sally Hawkins and. Francis, but I know people like Sersha too. So at this point, I'd be shocked if anybody but Francis McDormand got it. I mean, I she, she's just crushing it. She's gonna get her second Oscar. It's funny how it takes like a film uh, like Three Billboards and Fargo are not all that dissimilar from one no. another. The no. characters are yeah. like vastly different. Sure, sure. Um, which is really funny to see. Like it's funny to see Francis McDormand in Fargo playing such a good natured honest good person i like her much better as the pissed off as she's just the, this person. force of nature i feel like she's more of a force of nature anyways if you watched her in any of the awards any like, of the nominations that, she just comes up and she's just terrifying <laughs> like even in the golden globe she kept shooing away the cameraman yeah from standing in front of her yes filming her. it's hilarious she just and when she got up and got her nomination like I don't know if she was drunk because that's what I thought. I'm like, oh my god, she's wasted. But she just had like this very intense stare. Yeah, and well, I'm like, everybody's she's usually super drunk intimidating. At the <laughs> everybody's yeah. usually drunk at the Golden Get them drunk. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we both we both missed one there. We both put two. We both put our chips in on Molly's game. Pun fully intended. Yep. That movie only ended up getting a, a screenplay nomination. Haters. Which you know, Eric Aaron Sorkin, get get him a nomination. Uh, lead actor, um, this one you got brutalized on. It's true. I didn't really take it too serious, um, I <laughs> especially mean, with my one nomination. Yeah, <laughs> you had Daniel Day-Lewis for Phantom Thread, Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour. You had Tom Hanks for The Post. You had James Franco for The Disaster Artist, and you had <laughs> and you had Adam Sandler for the the Meyerowitz stories. Listen, my nominations on this were reflecting the fact that it was going to come down to two people. And even then, yeah. it's not really coming down to anybody because it's Gary Oldman. It's Gary Oldman's show. So you knew Daniel Day-Lewis was going to get the nod, and you knew Gary Oldman was going to win. Yeah. So yeah. everything else was completely irrelevant. Right. But for you... Well, you, hold on. Let's say, who, who'd you miss? You I missed miss Daniel uh, Kaluuya for Get Out, um, Denzel Washington, Roman Israel, and Timothy Chalamet for Call Me By Your Name. Correct. And for yours, you had both Daniel Day and Gary Oldman. Yep. You also had Timothy Chalamet. Yep. Uh, the ones you got wrong, you had Hanks and Franco. Yep. Uh, you missed uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Kaluuya. And, and I think. Denzel Washington. So, I mean, again, my Adam Sandler was probably just as much that it really didn't matter. 
because I still your think Adam it Sandler really is a matter. disgrace. My Adam Sandler was just to piss you off. My five nominations are quality nominations. Everybody's talking about how Hanks and Franco got snubbed. Everybody's talking about how good Adam Sandler was in Meyerowitz. No one. <laughs> if by everyone you mean no one, then yes. The twelve people that saw it all thought he were he was fantastic in it. Now we didn't we didn't do this for for lead actress. So let's go back for a second and do lead actress. Do you think there's anybody that you could sub in there? Or do you think that those are pretty much the five, like the pinnacle? I I don't know that there's anybody I could sub in there. I mean, I still think Jessica Jastain deserved to That's be in there. That's a good point. Um, I haven't seen the post, so I can't say Meryl didn't deserve. She definitely um, did. And this is coming from somebody sure. who's no, I'm no Meryl Streep fan. Sure. Um, and I didn't see Lady Bird, so I can't talk on knocking anybody out, but I can say that Jessica Chastain was excellent in Molly's game. She crushes it. Um, but I don't, there's no one else. Like, to me, there was basically like six really good actress performances. And sure. again, that's two of those are off of what I've heard, not what I've seen. But I haven't seen any other movies that really jump out to me as a great performance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, was, uh, What's her name? Really good in Atomic Blonde? Absolutely. But sure. I don't think it was an Oscar nominated performance. Yeah. It was um, maybe, I mean, um, Michelle, maybe Michelle Williams. Williams didn't get any love for all the money in the world. Like, she didn't get any thought. fucking money for all the money in the world either, apparently. So. But yeah. And how about actor? I mean, obviously, we got some interesting ones in here Get Out, Denzel. Um, how do you feel about that? I mean, I think. You know, and again, I haven't seen all of these, but no. But I mean, let's go by what you Fra- have seen. I, I mean, mean, from 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 what I have seen, I don't think there's anybody else that necessarily is like screaming that needs like Hugh, to be in Hugh there. Hugh Jackman for Logan, like. I mean, he he was excellent. Um, yeah. You know, I think he he definitely had his best performance as Wolverine. Like, if that's not a Wolverine film, if he doesn't have metal claws, yeah. if there's not mutants and robots. Do you, does that movie get? A I'll nomination? give you. I'll give you one that I think could be in there, um, and that's um, oh, what's his name for Split? Uh, McAvoy. McAvoy. Yeah, great I mean, point. How do you portray basically twelve people, and and it'd be a great film, both critically and box office wise. Yeah, and you be the driving force of the entire film. Yeah, let's be honest. Like he is that film, right? And not be nominated like to me that to me i mean the the lower hanging fruit here just because i've heard it's not a very good movie is denzel sure. getting kicked out sure um i think daniel was awesome in get daniel out kalua crushed it and get out yeah i think phenomenal he would, i think he was awesome so i've got no problems with him being there i mean from what i hear james franco is awesome in the right. disaster artist right um let me throw another curveball at you andy circus war for the planet of the apes like, come on. Like, how yeah. are we not? How are we not? I don't know. Yeah, I think people will just always have a hard time with Andy Circus roles, giving him lead actor now. That's what I'm talking is, about. Which is messed up. But. Diversity. Diversity in your nominations. And I'm not talking about skin color or gender. I'm talking about the types of films and the types of performances. Sure. If a performance is really gut-bustingly funny, or, um, or like look at Baby Driver, John Hamm and Jamie Foxx. 
Yeah. Uh, who I feel like could very validly be supporting actor nominations. Supporting actor was pretty stacked this year. So I mean, it was. I mean, so it, it was tough to crack that one. But I, I agree, they were both fantastic. Let's go to director. Your picks were both of our picks. Well, no. Never mind. Your picks were Nolan, Christopher Nolan for Dunkirk, Steven Spielberg for The Post, Guillermo del Toro for The Shape of Water, Martin McDonough for Three Billboards, Greta Gerwig for Lady Bird. And we actually had the exact same on director, We did. Too. We had the exact same director lineups. Obviously, Spielberg and McDonough did not get the nominations. Instead, going to Jordan Peele for Get Out and Paul Thomas Anderson for Phantom Thread. I've got no problems with Jordan Peele. He was actually on my list for a good chunk of our, yep. our way-too-early predictions um i've got no problem with spielberg being knocked off looking at the rest of the nominations from that standpoint it's still a little weird to me that you can have best picture but not have a director that deserves it i always feel like those categories are pretty hand in hand to some point sure um because if a film re reflects on one person the most it's the director it's the director so that was a little weird to me that with that being said the biggest snub to me is martin mcdonough how do you get nominated for 13 eight. or eight for eight oscars yep and yet your director's not any good right. apparently like apparently apparently this like uh, apparently the seven, i'm sorry seven but you know the actress the supporting actor the support you know two supporting actors the screenplay the editing the best picture but like the director seven. that put that all so together apparently you know editing has nothing to do with the director how actors perform they do right. it without their coach you know right. it's like players they they carried their coach apparently um <laughs> he didn't do any good you know, he wasn't involved in the screenplay at all or, or the score, you know, nothing like that. He Except you know, he except he wrote the screenplay. Ex oh really? So, I mean Well maybe they it. maybe you know, and maybe people thought like that's where his Oscar that's where his his, his reward will be will yeah. be in the screenplay. But so, and and again, we have to see Phantom Thread to be able to true. to to bump it out. Um But the argument could be made for Darkest Hour, the argument could be made for Call me by your name. Like, how do I mean? If by nature we have nine nominations for picture and only five for director, by nature, at least four are getting left out. Yeah, it's so true. it's true. It's true. It's tough. And it, and at least everybody that was represented in in director, because it's not always the case. Normally it is, but everybody represented in director got a best picture nomination. Exactly, and that's an excellent point. And that's I feel like that catapults those five films. A little bit higher than every, just a little bit higher than sure. everybody else. That's yeah. I, in my research for our um, our hindsight Oscars. I found a couple of those instances where, like, um, for example, like as good as it gets back in '97, racked up a ton of nominations, but James Brooks didn't get a directing yeah. nomination because it's a comedy. Yeah, you know, so it's same. Well, same and that's thing. that's the interesting thing because Three Billboards has been dominating the early awards. Yep, and McDonough won. Golden Globes didn't even get nominated. He won the writer. Did he win writer? I yeah. thought he won director too. No, no, no. Guillermo did. Guillermo did. That's because right. Because he's like, please, it's taking that's me right. twenty years. Let that's me stand right. up here. I fucking that's love right. Guillermo. <laughs> um, but uh, but it's interesting because, like you said, I would normally think if you if everybody in there is nominated for best picture, right? That's in director. Then I would say those are the top five favorites for best picture sure. normally. But Three Billboards has been dominating, so right. Does it? Does this mean you know? Is this a chink in 
three billboards armor Ooh. from this. Ooh, or, the Russians cut. Oh, we'll he's, see. he's not a machine. He's a man. We'll see. We'll see. That rounds us. That leads us to this is a pretty decent segue to our best picture nominations. David, you picked ten nominations, um, which I advised against. Sure. Um, but you picked Lady Bird, Dunkirk, Get Out, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water, Call Me by Your Name, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Molly's Game, and The Florida Project. Obviously, those last two did. I'm actually somewhat surprised that The Florida Project wound up not gaining the momentum. Um, but those two didn't make it, and Darkest Tower did make it. I feel like the only reason I had Florida Project on my list was because of you. Because you talked it up How all year dare long. You? Take some uh, responsibility, also, damn it. Also, we both got eight right. We did. Because you only put eight I on only there. put eight. But, but those eight I nailed. It's true. But we both got eight right. That's all I remember. Uh, <laughs> Dun- you had Dunkirk, The Post, Shape of Water, Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Three Billboards, Lady Bird, and Get Out. Crushed you, it. You did not have Phantom Thread, though. I I'm in my defense. That's Guess who did have Phantom Thread? Me. All well, right. You did have Phantom. You son of a bitch. You did yep. have Phantom Thread. The only one I didn't have on there was Darkest Hour because I thought it was just about Gary Oldman getting Best Actor. Well, so. yeah, and the only reason I didn't have Phantom Thread was because I thought it was a dressmaking film about Daniel Day Lewis getting another Best Actor nomination. Well, there you go. Who would have known? So the Oscars nominations—they are out. The uh, the awards themselves. When are those awards again? Uh, they are the first. Like March 3rd they are or the something? first week of March. Uh, they are. Oh my goodness! I can't believe I don't have it. Um, March fourth. This is the first time I think they've been in March. Um, usually that they're they're at the end of February. So we have a little more than a month to go. As I said before. We just to give everybody a little little idea of of, of what we're going to be doing between now and the Oscars. Pretty much our, our heaviest workload is going to be in our Marvel recaps. If you haven't listened to our free refill series already, you should check into that. We did the first Iron Man. We have Incredible Hulk and Iron Man 2 coming up. Uh, one of which is going to be this week. And we're mowing through all the Marvel films to get to Avengers Infinity War. And then we're going to be doing a couple more Oscar um, podcasts. We're going to be doing our Hindsight Awards, which is where we take Oscars from 20 years ago, 10 years ago, and 5 years ago. And we go back and we look back at what could have been, what was missed, did, did what win? Did it deserve it? That one I'm actually really excited for. It's going to be our first annual Hindsight Awards. And then, of course, we're going to do our final predictions uh, the week before the Oscars. And then we're going to do our reaction after the Oscars. But we want you to be part of the conversation. We want to hear your thoughts on the Academy Awards as well. Do you agree with the nominees? Do you even fucking know what Phantom Thread even is besides a dress movie with Daniel Day-Lewis, which is about as much as we've described it thus far um we want to know let us know on social media on facebook on twitter on instagram at the popcorn diet you can find all of our predictions all of our uh recent episodes at our website popcorndietpodcast.com and as always i implore you wherever you're listening to this podcast whether it be on itunes google play soundcloud stitcher whatever do us a favor give us a rating give us a like a subscription Rate, I already said rate, 
Tell your friends, anybody who loves movies, tell them about this funky-ass podcast called The Popcorn Diet, where these two goofy dudes talk about movies all the time. Uh, we want to grow the community. We want you to be a part of it. We want to hear your thoughts, so let us know. But for the Canadian machine, Mr. David Melhorn, my name is Rick Williamson. We'll see you at the Oscars. We'll see you for the next movie, and we'll see you for our free refills on The Popcorn Diet. Adios.